Welcome to Salt and Light with Pastor Rodney Finch. Salt and Light is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel, Cary. Jesus, speak to me. Open your word and reveal your heart to me. Salt and Light is a series of verse-by-verse studies through the Bible, focusing on its practical application to our everyday lives. Salt and Light is recorded live at Calvary Chapel, Cary, in Apex, North Carolina. Stay tuned. At the end of the program, we will give you information on how to contact us, so be sure to have a pen and paper ready. Today, Pastor Rodney will be teaching from the book of John, chapter 10. So grab your Bibles and follow along. Now with today's teaching, here's Pastor Rodney. Jesus said, I who speak to you am he. She is the only person Jesus plainly, openly told that he was the Messiah. Jesus has not plainly, openly told anyone that he's the Messiah. And his next statement explains, I love this chapter, y'all pray for me. His, His next statement explains how he has told them that he's the Messiah. Look at verse 25b, if you will. The works that I do in my Father's name they bear witness of me. In other words, my words and my works speak of my Messiahship. In other words, everything he said and everything he did witness to the fact that he was the Messiah, but they can't see it and they can't accept it. And verse 26 tells us why they can't see it and why they can't accept it and why they can't believe it. Because you are not my sheep. They said, tell us plainly that we might believe. And Jesus tells them, I could tell you plainly and you still won't believe because you can't believe because you're not my sheep. That is heavy. In other words, your disbelief is not due to a lack of information. Your disbelief is not due to a lack of clear and worthy testimony. Your disbelief is due to a lack of transformation. Jesus said, I told you, are you listening? The works that that I do bear witness of me. The problem is spiritual unwillingness to love what Jesus loves and hate what Jesus hates. It reminds me of John chapter 5. Write it down. Look it up in your own time. Chapter 5, verse 44. Jesus said, how can you believe when you seek glory from one another and you do not seek the glory that comes from God? Y'all ain't hearing me. The number one hindrance to faith is not that Jesus' claims are obscure and insufficient. The reason people don't come to faith is because they love the glory of men rather than the glory of God. It's not a problem of knowledge. It's a problem of pride. I got a book for my birthday. C.A. Spurgeon. He's my favorite. All, all my favorite authors are dead. I mean, really, I'm not kidding you. All my favorite authors are dead. And C.A. Spurgeon is one of them. And they, some nice family here gave me, for my birthday, a book by C.A. Spurgeon. And all of his quotes in alphabetical order based on topic. So I'm like, I love this book. So I used it like right away. I have a quote for you from this book. I used it as soon as I got it. Look at this quote. C.A. Spurgeon said this. 
Even if a man had no other sin whatsoever, it is quite sufficient to condemn him forever that he neglects his God and turns away from his Savior for unbelief is an act of treason against the divine majesty plucking at the crown jewel of Jehovah's truthfulness. Jesus said, I told you, and you refuse to see it. Jesus said, you are not my sheep. People don't believe because they don't want to believe. Somebody say amen. And no amount of miracles is going to cause people to believe. Miracles do not bring people to faith. Belief in Jesus brings people to faith. Miracles do not bring people to We hear it all the time. Well, if I can see a miracle, then I might believe. If I can see a leg lengthen, I might believe. Or a limb reattached. I might believe, listen, miracles don't save anyone. And if that be true, then what was Israel's excuse? Because they saw miracles every day. Remember manna from heaven? That would be a miracle. Like every day you go out there and there's food out there every single day. That's a miracle. Water from a rock? When is the last time you've seen water squirting from a rock? You haven't. Because it's a miracle. The Bible tells us that God brought Israel out of Egypt with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm. And even so, they turned away and they worshiped other gods. Oh, you remember when Charlton Heston was up on the mountain getting the Ten Suggestions? I mean, the commandments, I'm sorry. I'm still holding out. It was Charlton, y'all. It was up there getting the Ten Commandments and the people of Israel at the foot of the mountain, worshiping a golden calf. Jesus says, you can't believe because you're not my sheep. Verse 27, look at it again. Read it with me again. My sheep hear, uh, everybody read it with me again, please. My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. Jesus says, I know them intrinsically, completely. And they follow me, again, in the Greek, the present perfect tense, continually follow me. Jesus says, my sheep hear my voice, and this isn't a one-time thing. In the Greek language, my sheep are constantly hearing my voice. When you become a Christian, you are constantly and continually, look at me. When you become a Christian, you are constantly and continually hearing his voice. Now, do I mean that you walking around and God is like all up in your ear? No. Or that he's speaking to you all the time and it's like you say, yes, Lord. You're in the mall. Yes, Lord. (laughs) You're getting in your car. Yes, Lord. (laughs) Your phone comes up and the screen says God. Yes, Lord. (laughs) No, that's not what I mean. But I do believe that God does audibly speak to people. I really do. I I don't think that happens every single day. And if that happens every single day for you, you might want to seek help. Just a little bit of help. Meds, maybe. But God largely speaks to us through his word. And somebody say, clap your hands and say amen. Come on, y'all. Come on. God speaks to us through his word. When you read the Bible, listen, it's not that hard. When you read the Bible, 
That is God talking to you. And when you pray, that's you talking to God. And when those two things happen, we call that fellowship. We call that communion. We call that having a relationship. That's why we as Christians say we have a relationship because God talks to us and we talk to him. He is our friend. And most importantly, we, we are his friend. And most importantly, he's our friend, right? So it's not that hard. God speaks to us through his word. My sheep hear my voice constantly. Jesus says, I know them and they know me and they follow me. You sing Sheep know the shepherd's voice because they spend time with him. And when you spend time with him, you get familiar with his tone. Huh? When you spend time with him, you get familiar with his tone. You get familiar with his pitch. When you spend time with him, you know his voice. I told you tone is everything. In the garden, Adam, where are you? Tone is everything. God could have said, Adam, where are you? Tone is everything. Like, Adam, where you at, man? Where you, where you at? Where? I'm trying to do it mad, but I can't. <laughs> where you at, man? Where are you? Or, Adam, where are you? Like, Adam, I know where you are, but you need to know where you are. And that is away from me. Tone is everything. But we hear his voice, so we know his word, and he speaks to us through his word. My sheep hear his voice. We, 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 we understand. And your children are the same thing. My kids are the same thing. They know my tone. My kids will I'll come in. They'll go, how you doing, Dad? I'll go, fine. They'll go, oh, y'all, we better go home. Dad's in a bad mood. We better go home. I'm not in a bad mood. What make you say that? Listen at your tone. I'm not in a bad mood, I said. What makes you say that? Look at you. I'm like, tone is everything. So the sheep understand the shepherd's tone. The sheep understand the call of the shepherd was specific for a purpose. And the call of the shepherd, watch this, you're going to love it. The, the call of the shepherd was always for the benefit of the sheep. Here's a book for you. Philip Keller's Shepherds Look at Psalm 23. Did I get that right? Philip Keller's A Shepherd's Look at Psalm 23. If you don't have that book, you need to get that book on your shelf. We carry it in the bookstore. I tell my wife to order some more copies because y'all need to get that book. But you're going to pay full price. But, uh, but, you, but, you, but you, <laughs> I'm just keeping it 100. Don't think you're going to get no hookups. Ain't going to be no hookups here. A shepherd, but it's a beautiful book, and it just talks about how the shepherd loves the sheep and, and how the shepherd and the sheep relationship and, and, and even real shepherds. You go look at real shepherds and real sheep and how they relate to each other. And shepherds, uh, sheep always understood when they heard the shepherd's voice, it was going to be for their benefit. The shepherd had their benefit benefit in mind. The voice of the shepherd caused the sheep to relax. The voice of the shepherd meant that they were going to be cared for. The voice of the shepherd meant fresh food and fresh water. He would lead them to clean and green pastures. Always a shepherd's voice meant benefit to the sheep, and that's why they would come. 
Four things about sheep. Listen to this. Four things about sheep. If you want sheep to lay down, to rest, four things have to be in place. And every shepherd knows this. Sheep must be free from fear. They must be free from pest. They must be free from friction. And they must be free from hunger. Those four things are necessary for sheep to lay down. So listen, in Psalm 23, where God says, he maketh me lie down in green pastures, that's implying to us that he has already provided those four things that we need so we could go lay down. Did y'all get that? So we could go lay down. We could rest. Because we're free from hunger, we're free from friction, we're free from pests, we're free from fear. The key to our contentment is recognizing and hearing the the master's voice. It's really simple. If you want to know if someone is a real Christian, are they continually, constantly following Jesus? Our pilgrimage as Christians is to follow Jesus. This has been my pilgrimage for 30 years, and for some of you, longer than that. If you say you're a Christian, then you are continually following Jesus. And one last thing, note this, I know them and they follow me. Now, this verse is the reason we say Christianity is not a religion. Because, got your pen in hand? The word religion comes from the Latin word, which means to relink. To relink. That's man's attempt to link up with a holy God, which is impossible. Relationship in Christianity is not about linking up with God on Sunday. It's about the Lord taking on human flesh and coming to live among us. And if there's any relinking going on, it's God linking up with us. We'll look at verse 28 and 29. Jesus said, I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. Neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. Now listen, verse 28 brings up the topic of eternal security. And let me just say right out the gate, I believe in the security of the believer. And I also believe in the insecurity of the make-believer. Did y'all get that? And I want you to see something. Notice, I give them eternal life. I give is in the present tense in the Greek language. It means I am constantly giving eternal life. There's no end to it. If you have Jesus in your heart, you have eternal life. If you don't have Jesus in your heart, you don't have eternal life. And if you have eternal life, listen at this, you have it right now. You don't have to die to get eternal life. I think that's a misnomer. You don't have to die to get eternal life. What you have to do is die to yourself right now and give your life to Jesus. And when you give your life to Jesus, then you get eternal life right now. Somebody clap your hands and say amen. Right now. Right now? Yep, right now. When you give your life to Jesus, right now, from this moment forward, you shall never die. Romans 6, 23 For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. 1 John 5, 11 through 13. And this is the testimony that God has given us eternal life. And this life is in his son. And he who has a son has life. And he who does not have a son does not have life. These things I have written to you who believe in the name of the son of God that you may what? It's on the screen, y'all. That you may what? Know that you have eternal life and that you may continue to believe in the name of the Son of God. John says that you might know, not that you might feel, not that you might hope, not that you might think, 
but that you might know that you have eternal life. Verse 28 is a tremendous verse. This is a constant flow of eternal life, which means you can't lose your salvation. You can't lose your salvation. Some people say that God's love is conditional based on what you do. Well, listen, if you do the wrong thing, they say, then you lose your salvation. Well, I think of it like this. Listen, if you believe you can lose your salvation, then you have to agree that although you have this continual constant flow of eternal life, God could decide at some point to turn off the spigot and stop the flow. No. Or you would have to agree when Jesus said to Nicodemus, Nick, you must be born again. Then you would have to say, if you think, believe you can lose your salvation, then you would have to say, well, then somehow you would have to become unborn. Now, how do you do that? You don't. The truth is, if you receive Jesus as Lord and Savior, you are saved from now until eternity. And what about the person who backslides? What about the person who turns away from God? What about the person who turns it back on God? The question is not whether they had salvation to begin. The question is whether they had salvation in the beginning. Because if they had salvation in the beginning, God's not going to lose one. He's not going to lose one. I'm getting ahead of myself. God's got a grip on you. He's not going to lose you. No man can pluck you out of his hand. The truth is, if you're saved and born again, you have the Spirit of God living in you, then no man can remove you from the blessings of God. The Good Shepherd tells us that if we believe, we will never perish. In the Greek language, listen, if we believe, we'll never perish. In the Greek language, look at verse 28. Look at verse 28. You looking at verse 28? If you're looking at it, say, I'm looking at it. Well, some of y'all are not looking at it. If you're looking at it, say, I'm looking at it. They shall never perish. Listen, in the Greek language, it reads, they shall not not perish. They shall not not perish. A not not in Greek intensifies the fact that it could never happen. In English, it just cancels out. It's just bad English. Y'all know what I'm talking about, some of y'all. This is bad English, but in the Greek, it intensifies the fact that it couldn't happen. In Greek, it's a double negative to say this could never, ever happen. A literal reading of verse 28 would sound like this. I have it for you on the screen. John 10, 28, and I give unto you eternal life, and they shall not at all by any means, in any case, in any place, at any time, for any purpose, whether they be male or female, perpetually or eternally, ever perish. The good shepherd has made it his mission that we will arrive home safely. Are you glad about it? Are you glad about it? And no one can snatch you. No wolf, no thief, no bandit, no hireling, no demon, not even the devil can pluck the sheep out of the shepherd's hand. Not even you can pluck you out of his hand. And somebody need to get excited about that. I don't know what the problem is. I don't know what the problem is. Notice, and the reason, listen, I'm coming in for a landing. I know y'all want to get your chicken sandwich. All right, come on. The reason you won't perish, listen, is because the Father has a stake in your preservation. Verse 29, 
tells us my Father who has given them to me is greater than all. In other words, you are a gift to the Son from the Father. And because you are a God's gift to the Son, God will keep you. The Father is greater than all. You are gripped by the hand of the Son, and you are gripped by the hand of the Father. That is one mighty divine hand grip. The Father is greater than all, and that's why no man can pluck us out. Listen, your salvation and your security is not dependent on your strength or ability to cling to the Lord. Understand that. But your security is based on his omnipotent and infinite power to keep those or grip those that are his. Our security is based on his power to keep us and grip us, not our ability to keep and grip him. Y'all need to get that. It's almost like, okay, let me bring it down. It's almost like a child. You're like a kid and you're walking across the street and, you know, you grab your daddy or your mommy's hand. And you're glad they're holding your hand, but your confidence is not in whether they will let your hand go or not. Your confidence is that no matter what, you're not going to let go of their hand. Because you can't put your confidence in them. They'd be all over the place. You know, kids would be like, ooh, there's something over there. Ooh, there's something over there. And you'd like, get over here. And my mother didn't grab your hand. My mother grabbed your neck. <laughs> my mother grabbed your neck. Come here, boy. Ah. <laughs> see, when she see her, I say nice things. <laughs> but no, she, my mom's great. But, 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 but the confidence, <laughs> the confidence is I'm holding on to them. I don't have confidence in the fact that they're holding on to my hand. And likewise, our confidence is in him. He's holding us, not we're holding him. I and the father, look at verse 30. We're coming in for a landing. I and my father are what? One. When Jesus said, I and the father are one, listen, they understood. Keep in mind the context. These are the guys who surrounded him and said, tell us plainly. Right? He, Jesus said, I and the Father are one. Those guys clearly understood when Jesus said, I and the Father are one, they understood Jesus to be claiming to be God. There was no confusion there. Now, the Mormons might be confused. And the Jehovah's Witnesses might be confused. But those guys were not confused. And the reason I'm telling you they were not confused, how do I know that? Because look at verse 31. Go ahead, look at, let me see your top of your heads. Let me go look at verse 31. Look at verse 31. It tells us, what did they do? They took up stones to kill him. They're not confused. They want to kill him. Why? Because he claimed to be God. Listen, this week, as I let you go, listen, I want you to chew on this. I want you to chew on not, not. God will not, not, no, not ever, never, ever let you go. He will never. And a lady came to me on, after, after second service. It's really interesting to feel the response to the sermons. And she was in tears today, right after the sermon. She said, oh, that sermon just, just helped me so much, Pastor Rodney. And she was crying. 
And she said, because the, the, the devil, Satan, has been telling me that God kicked me out of heaven. And God doesn't want me anymore. So God let me go. She said, she said, I've been struggling with this for two weeks, that God let me go. And she said, I almost didn't come to church today, and I felt like, I felt like God was saying, go to church. But I let you go, she said. God let her go. That woman was crying. She was uncontrollably crying. And she said, I'm so glad to know that God has not let me go. And the Bible says, and let me tell you one other thing. In the Greek language, never means never. Write that down. You have been listening to Salt and Light, a radio outreach ministry of Pastor Rodney Finch in Calvary Chapel, Cary, located in Apex, North Carolina. Join Pastor Rodney Monday through Friday at this same time. For information regarding service times, you can contact us at 1-800-293-0923. That's 1-800-293-0923. You may listen to today's broadcast in its entirety by visiting the Media Library on our website at cccarry.org. We would like to thank you for tuning in to Salt and Light and pray that you have been blessed. Until next time, may you be salt and light.